toleration be the love before pride and exaltation be the love be the love you are listening to be the love to awaken our souls we are souls on the journey and our mission is to awaken all humans to a higher state of consciousness and live vibrantly as spiritual beings We are here to open up the conversation to heal, awaken, and connect ourselves and the planet to a higher vibration of love frequency. I am Stacey Musial. And I am Brenda Carey. And we are your co-hosts at Be The Love Podcast. Thank you for tuning in and ascending with us. It starts with you. Everything you need is within you. This is your time. This is Adrienne Elise of the Supernova Soul Tribe. This is Nicholas David Mann. Namaste. My name is Nistella Joy Davy. This is Ron Interpreter, and you're listening to Be the Love Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Be the Love to Awaken Our Souls. Thank you so much for tuning in again this week. I'm Stacy Musial. And I am Brenda Carey with our special guest, Stepanka Kuralova. We are your co-hosts and souls on the journey. We would like to thank our Patreon supporters for allowing this weekly conscious conversation. We are so grateful for all the support we have received with the monthly donations on Patreon, the five-star written reviews on iTunes and Spotify, and the connection within our Awakening Souls Facebook community. We are on a mission to raise the consciousness of humans and the planet, and we need your help. Please spread the word to your family and friends and join us every week. And if you like what you hear, support us in a way that raises your vibration to love. This episode is sponsored by Tom Palladino with Scalar Light. Sign up and receive your 30-day free Scalar Light healing at scalarlight.com. And you can listen to our interviews with Tom and the amazing benefits and healing potential in episodes 73, 78, and 90. And I've personally been receiving the Scalar Light energy daily and have really noticed the shifts in my energy, including deeper sleep through chakra balancing, energy clearing, and nutrient support. And it's also a beautiful gift I've been able to provide for my family. And if it feels safe for you, I'd like to begin by inviting you to get centered with us. I'd like to begin by inviting you to take a beautiful cleansing breath in through your nose and out through your mouth, releasing anything that is keeping you from being present. And take another deep breath in through your nose, breathing in calm, peaceful, loving energy and breathing out anything you are ready to release. And take one more breath in through your nose, breathing in light and love for yourself. And breathe that light and love and send it back to all of humanity, remembering that you always, always have your breath to come back to. Our guest today is Stepanka Kuralova. She is a clinical hypnotherapist, a woman's empowerment coach, author, healer, and host of the Inner Glow podcast, who has sparked a movement for new earth women rising into their magic and potential around the world. 
Stepanka helps women to reclaim their power, confidence, sovereignty, unleash their potential, and create the life of their dreams. Thank you so much for being here today with us, Stepanka. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. And we would love to start off by telling us about your journey and what led you down the spiritual path. Thank you so much for asking. So my journey, honestly, I would say my key awakening happened when I was about 18 years old and I started just studying at university. And as I moved away from home and I was in in the first year at university, I started having these random health problems. And it got so bad that I wasn't able to attend classes properly. And as you can imagine, as a first year student, normally you end up socializing, you go out with people, you are meant to have fun and maybe even go out drinking and do all kinds of things students do. But I just wasn't myself. I had tummy pain all of the time. I I couldn't hold any food in. I felt sick a lot. I would have fevers during the day, at night, and it was on and off, on and off for weeks. And I ended up seeing my GP, my general practitioner, and he wasn't quite sure what to do with me. So I was referred to all of these specialists. And And they found out that there was physically nothing wrong with me. There was no physical reason why I should be having all of those problems. And, you know, back then, I I actually wasn't even aware of what anxiety is or what kind of symptoms you could have when you are anxious. So I just remember my GP ended up saying like, oh, Stefanka, could it be your nerves? Perhaps you are stressed out or nervous. And I'm like, no, definitely not. (laughs) But the reality was that at that point, I had been struggling with anxiety, with really low self-esteem and confidence for many, many years. And I feel like just moving away, being in a new environment and really putting the pressure on myself to perform, to do really well at this university because I worked so hard to get in there. It was, you know, quite of a difficult subject. I was studying a very small class as well, only a few people who passed the exams. And I I just felt like I didn't belong. And obviously now looking back at it and also as a professional in, in, in the mental health, I, I see how I struggled with imposter syndrome, truly feeling like I wasn't smart enough to be there, good enough to be there. Everyone else just you know, in my eyes was smarter, better, more deserving of the place there. So I, but I didn't know how, how to get better. How do I get better? Like no, nobody else offered me any kind of advice. I didn't know where to go. Like my GP just said, oh, just relax. And, and, and I, I went on back home and it was, I really believe this is when the universe supported me, like never before, because something magical happened. Probably a week after my appointment, when I got the results and and I found out that I was in perfect health, I got an email from my university that I was still missing a few subjects, that I still had to sign up for a few different 
things at uni just so I get enough points, you know, to make it to the next um, half of the year and so on. And I, I didn't know that. And one of the things I had to sign up for was sport at any kind of sport there was anything you can imagine swimming there was like traditional workout outdoor activities and I I've never been really into sports so I'm like what do I choose like I I don't really want to do anything and then I still vividly remember I saw this swimming class and I'm like yeah I can do swimming I can just swim for an hour by myself I don't really want to do like a group sport like basketball or volleyball like I wasn't interested any of that so I I clicked on swimming I still remember it was Wednesday evening which worked for me perfectly with the timetable I had and as soon as I clicked on like sign up something odd happened like my whole screen like a computer screen went just black everything turned off and I was thinking that's odd let me maybe I need to make sure it's plugged in I turned it back on I signed up back to the website and I was again hovering with my mouse over this swimming class and the same thing happened and at that point I'm like is someone messing with me like is someone in my student apartment like I turned all the lights on (laughs) And, and it wouldn't work. Like I, I couldn't get back in. So I thought, all right, I'll, I'll give it an hour and I'll go back, you know. And then later on, I received an email. Thank you so much for signing up for yoga for beginners. And I'm like, yoga? How did I end up signing up for yoga? I still don't know till this day. <laughs> and even though I wasn't like that spiritually aware back then, I decided to just follow along it just felt like this didn't happen by accident and that whole experience freaked me out a little so I decided to go to that yoga class the following week and during that first lesson the teacher walked in and I was far at the back right because I didn't believe in myself I thought I'm a beginner I'm sure I'm going to mess up all the right moves (laughs) so I was at the back of the class and when the class ended The teacher said, if you want, she spoke to all of us, she can stay here for the next 15 minutes. And I would like to share a very special tool with you. All you have to do is to lie down on your yoga mat and close your eyes. So I did that. I stayed and she played a recording. And a couple of minutes in, like I knew my life was about to change and I know this sounds like a cliche but there was like a full body feeling Stepanka pay attention this is important this is something you'll be working with in the future and mind you I was only 18 years but this was such a strong feeling (sighs) and when it ended I felt like a different person and I walked up to her and I asked what is this like what's this technique and she said well this is hypnosis relaxation Mm. And that's how I came across hypnosis for the first time when I was a first year university student and I went back home, I was blown away. Like I couldn't stop thinking about how I felt, how present, how connected I felt to my body. And I repeated it the the next morning, then the next day and the next day. And within less than a week, all of those health problems I had up until then just went away and never came back. Mm -hmm. And that's when I realized how 
powerful our subconscious mind is. And it wasn't a straightforward journey. I wish I could tell you. And the next month I became a hypnotherapist. <laughs> it was, you know, more difficult than that. It took me years to get to, you know, actually signing up to become a hypnotherapist. And it took me, you know, a few years to also get a degree. But this is this was my first spiritual awakening and how I came across hypnosis and how it changed my life, you know, at a such a young age. Mm. Wow, that's really a beautiful story. It's so just how everything, you know, the universe gives us what we need, right? And I feel like it just kind of like plops in like these messages or opportunities when we need them, but we don't know we need them. And then we can look back and, oh, there was like this magic moment that happened. And so I'm wondering if you can just tell us a little bit more about hypnosis and what and the potentials of hypnosis and how you work with it. Yes, thank you for asking because hypnosis is actually one of the therapy approaches which is surrounded by myths and misconceptions. It's very often due to how media and the entertainment industry is portraying hypnosis in films and TV programs. It's usually as some kind of a manipulation tool, which hypnosis definitely is not. And then also, for example, in the UK, um, where I live right now, hypnosis is often like people are quite familiar with hypnosis and they are aware of it being a therapy tool, but very often they connect it only with smoking, like quit smoking, smoking quickly or lose weight. And it's usually due to how uh, British newspapers portray hypnosis. They usually share stories of how someone lost weight really quickly um, because of hypnosis. So either people are completely like, oh, my God, that's dangerous. I can't trust it. Or they think, oh, I, it's like a magical pill. I can just you know, do it once and everything will change itself if you like. But hypnosis is actually a very safe, down-to-earth, therapy approach and it is something that all of us are familiar with your mind is experiencing a hypnotic state a few times per day it's completely normal completely natural and I'm sure many of you both you Stacey and Brenda have experienced some of those states mm -hmm. and also you know your listeners because it's the little things like when you play let's say a like a computer game I, I don't really play any but I can imagine you know one of those like PlayStation things <laughs> <laughs> or when or when people watch a film and it's so gripping and it's like you are just watching it you are giving it all of your attention and then someone walks into the room and it's like oh they say did, did you want to have this for dinner and you're like, yeah, 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 I'll do it later. <laughs> you know, like answering something completely different. Or you might be reading a book and someone is trying to interrupt you and you just can't put it away. Um, that is, in a way, a hypnotic state. It's literally just, you know, your concentration, your focus. Or being out and about with a friend and you are in a noisy environment, such as a pub or a restaurant or just on the street. And it's noisy, there are people around you, yet your friend is telling you something, something intimate, something personal. And it's like 
the sound, the noise, the surroundings, it like dissolves. And all you are hearing is your friend and you are taking it in and maybe you're not even aware of what's happening at the table next to you. Or an example I find a lot of people resonate with is when you drive and you perhaps even drive, I don't know, to the place where you go very often or even a new route. And all of a sudden you realize, oh, I'm here. I've, I've arrived. But I can't remember driving past this hospital, past this restaurant, past this shopping mall, or I can't remember driving through this village or town. It's because your concentration was somewhere else, either at what you were doing or just looking at the road ahead of you. And this is how you filter out certain things. And so now imagine the same can be done consciously consciously helping your mind to concentrate and focus on something that's important you can you know one of the ways I use hypnosis a lot with my clients is helping them to retrain their body their nervous system so it responds to certain situations differently something that could have been causing anxiety in the past can now become like a normal experience when your body doesn't have to react and respond in a certain way. Is it making sense? Have I explained it well, ladies? Yes. No, those are some really good, really good examples, especially with the the retraining of our nervous system. So I'm, I'm assuming that this is where it could be beneficial for like someone who does experience anxiety, because there are both the very physical symptoms that we experience with anxiousness. And then also it's very mental and emotional as well. So how does hypnosis like specific to anxiety, how does that help someone in, in that aspect? Yes. So I I love how you mentioned that it's actually that mind-body connection, because I find that sometimes people think it's just the mind, it's just the thoughts, but it actually goes deeper than that. Your body, you know, if you've been struggling with anxiety for some time, for example, your body has already learned how to respond to a certain scenario. So I find this is where hypnosis can help quite quickly is that it covers both, you know, your mind, your emotions, but also the physical body. So uh, let's say when someone suffers from a phobia or let's say social anxiety, like deep rooted fears, I would help them to retrain their mind in such a scenario, but also their emotions and also their body. So in in this particular case, for example, relaxation would be part of a session. It doesn't always have to be this another misconception that for you to go truly deeply into hypnosis, you have to be like zoned out and completely relaxed. But actually, the reality is that we've got athletes, top athletes using hypnosis to run marathons, to perform, and they are not relaxed. They don't even have their eyes closed yet. They practice hypnotic techniques in their mind. So it doesn't always have to be relaxation. But for example, for anxiety, for certain triggering situations when you like are already dreading it ahead of time then uh, part of that would be relaxation just to help your body relax and be open to working with that fear or phobia and retrain there is like repetition does matter um, because how we remember things is either repetition 
or deep emotional connection. Like you are more likely to remember something emotional that happened last week than what you had for breakfast last Monday, unless you eat the same thing every single day. You might not remember unless something important happens. So emotions or repetition is what helps us remember. Yeah. And so that is, I mean, we are, yeah, the emotion is very connected to those strong uh, experiences we have. And then, you know, that's how I think trauma, you know, can get stored in our bodies and, and same with like the excitement of things. And, and going along with that, I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about, you know, our emotional experience, emotional intelligence, and how you can, you know, use hypnosis for fully embracing that emotional intelligence and increasing our magnetism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you for asking this, because I personally found that when someone is going through a really painful, difficult, you know, time in their life, it can be difficult to practice spiritual techniques to even meditate. I don't know whether you've ever been in such a situation when your heart is breaking so much or when the stress is so intense that actually sitting down in the morning and meditating or repeating your affirmations or doing like the usual self-help techniques can feel really difficult and also not authentic. You know, like when like, how can I focus on something when this is happening in my life? And I find this is when emotional intelligence comes in. And it's a concept that's a huge part of my work. Because even when I was already studying hypnosis and I was learning all of those tools and was already quite familiar with how to use and practice hypnosis myself, I was going through such difficult health problems that there were moments I I couldn't actually practice hypnosis, to be completely honest. It felt so difficult for me to visualize a positive outcome, for example, to see how I could get better, how I could get healthier. And that is when I started exploring and when I discovered emotional intelligence and how it's such such an important topic that doesn't get discussed too often. And emotional intelligence is that even if things are really hard right now, you become resilient, you believe and you trust that eventually it will get better. And it's such such a simple thought, such a simple concept, yet it's a lot more complex than this. But it started with this thought, like, even if it's difficult, it doesn't have to be perfect right now, but I know eventually I will get better. And this would help me to get through some really difficult gynecological problems I was you know, going through uh, in my first year studying hypnosis. And I, I, I thought, like, I'll, I'll never get better. There was, like, no... The doctors couldn't really help me. Um, And when we trust ourselves, when we trust our emotions and we make, you know, friends with our emotions, it can really help you be more magnetic, to glow, to feel confident, because all of a sudden, you know that regardless of what's going to come my way, I'm going to be okay. Mm. I love that. It's about like not labeling them as good or bad. It's just emotions. Yet we got conditions growing up that if I cry, it means I'm weak or it means something bad's happening. But when we take all of that away and we just 
let emotions be what they are energy it's just mm-hmm. energy moving through your body everything becomes easy it's a huge topic but I hope mm-hmm. I was able to give you a little bit of a sneak peek <laughs> now I was gonna say I love how you address that all emotions are okay but sometimes we do have certain judgments that we attach to the emotion but just being in that space and holding that space for us I love how emotional intelligence how you use that 